This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. Let's talk some NFL draft props right now with our guy, Alan Bell. You hear him every day, Sportsline. Alan, long time no talk. How you been, man? Been fantastic. Miss you guys, though. How we doing? Well, we had to Euro step out of some problematic uh, commentary right before we had you on. So we, we effectively <laughs> avoided getting canceled. Other so. than the Grizzlies just nice. not showing up in the first half here. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I knew Minnesota was probably the right side. Uh, any bets in this game before we move on? Memphis, Minnesota, it's 49-29 right now, Minnesota. tonight in general. No, no, nothing on this game for me. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of the other two, but no. Like, I didn't think that it would be this bad, but, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, what do you got tonight? Uh, all right, so first, I'm on Steph Curry over three and a half threes tonight. All right, I think that we could get a little bit more competitive of a game. I'm interested to see how they use him in regards to if he starts, if he coming on the bench. Like, I love, first off, I love this lineup that Golden State's running with. I also love that they called it the death lineup 2.0, meaning that there was a one, a first death lineup. Uh, it's fantastic, man. Golden State's picking it up, man. Yeah, they are. Let's talk about this NFL draft because – there's no real tier one talents that are surefire, can't miss guys. Um, what no. are you What are you doing? Like, what's your assessment of this draft in terms of, like, how it's been in prior years? I think you tweeted you wouldn't take any of these quarterbacks in the first round. I agree. Yeah. Um, and if you're one of these teams that's struggling, you know, like a Giants or a Jets or a Jaguar, what do you do? Yeah, it's a great question, right? So, first off, this is going to show, like, which teams have good scouting departments and which don't, right? Because you're going to have to understand not only, you know, which players are ready to go, but who fits in their scheme, right? Like you can have the number one overall pick and you look at it like, say, Aiden Hutchinson, you know, from Michigan, and you're like, dude, this guy's a good player. But if he doesn't fit in exactly what you're trying to do, like it just might not work. You know what I mean? So it's like even if he's the best quote-unquote player in the draft – you know, maybe Thibodeau's a better fit for your defensive scheme, you know? So I'm fascinated to see that. I like, I, there, I wouldn't draft any of these quarterbacks in the first round. Like, and I think that there's this perceived value on like, you know, your backup quarterback in the NFL. And look, it sounds right. And it's important, but you know, the Bucks went and drafted Kyle Trask out of Florida and look, nothing against the kid, but as soon as Tom Brady retired, what was the first thing they were doing? Okay. We got to go find a quarterback. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like you just wasted a pick. And, you know, even if you, like, if you draft a linebacker in the first round or a safety or something, like, at least you can use him on special teams. You can use him to do something. With a quarterback, you're stuck. Like, there's just, it's just a waste of a spot. So unless that guy is ready to go, like, for real, what are you really doing? 
Al, my problem so far, usually this is my favorite time of the year, man, and usually I just got to, I've said this like 100 times, I have like 15 to 16 bets already for the NFL draft, but I'm just having a really hard time. Do you feel like it's a little bit tougher? There's a lot of unknowns, but also just finding the right numbers and finding the right props because there's just not a whole lot. I feel like there's a lot more available usually by now. What's going on? Yeah, it's tough. Like, uh, you know, I've seen multiple people, you know, who we all trust and probably follow on Twitter, you know, who do mock drafts, like professionally. That's what they do. And all of them are saying the same thing. They're like, this is the hardest mock draft I've, I think I've ever done. Yeah. And it's everything that, that both of you just laid out. Like, there's no real, like, clear cut, you know, number one QB, number one wide receiver, number one running back. Like, there's talented guys. Don't get me wrong. But it's all kind of like right in the middle here. So kind of what I've done, the bets that I've played so far, I'll tell you this, okay? So I played second overall to uh, to Kayvon Thibodeau. All right, I got him at plus 250. It's down to like plus 100 now. Plus 100 now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got that last week. All right, so and then I, I just went through like the positions of what I know and what I think that these you know teams. I'm not saying they're lazy, but like what they'll do. So first quarterback selected, Kenny Pickett plus one thirty. I, I think that that's going to happen. Like we might get this like Malik Willis like hype coming in, but I think Kenny Pickett is like the safe play for one of these teams that's going to take a quarterback. So I'll take him at plus one thirty. All right, the first wide receiver selected. Okay, I'm going to go Garrett Wilson plus one thirty. Look, I think James, you know, Jameson Williams, like from Alabama, probably has the highest ceiling, right? But there's injuries there, all right? The kid from USC, there's a little bit of injury. Like, Garrett Wilson is your safe play. Like, he's your absolute safe play. So I'm going to go with him at your first wide receiver, taking plus 130. Then the next play, last play that I have, Derek Stingley from LSU, under 10 and a half, plus, I'm sorry, minus 115, all right? He's one of the, he's like the most versatile guy in the draft in terms of how he can play, and I also think he could be the most versatile guy in where he's selected. He could go third overall. He could go ninth overall, right? But he's not going 11 or more. He's too good, and there's nobody that's that much better sitting in front of him. So I think Stingley, like, that's kind of how I'm going about it, if that makes sense. Did you know, Alan Bell on BetMGM, that to take yeah. Derek Stingley to be the first cornerback selected – is plus two fifty. Ooh, that's not bad. No, Sauce like, Gardner I, I, is minus five hundred. <laughs> like, look, I'll say this though. Like, yeah, like Sauce is probably gonna go. There's a reason why he's that. But like Stingley, man, like he's gonna fall in love with this dude. And I might stay away from that one because you're right. Like minus five hundred. Like obviously, there's a probability there. But yeah, I like Stingley on that underplay though. Let me ask you this. Who, in terms of, like, guys who you know are versatile and good, maybe not necessarily can't miss players, but are going to fit with some of these teams that are drafting early, like the Texans or the Jets or the Panthers, where you could see, you know, there being some disparity in what the market believes versus what the fit really is? Yeah, it's a great, great question, okay? So, like, you know, somebody like, okay, Jamison Williams first. Like, I think if he's healthy, like, that guy's going to fit any offense. If you have a quarterback that has an arm attached to a shoulder, like, he fits on your team. You know what I mean? I think Drake London's the exact same way. Again, we talked about Garrett Wilson earlier. So, guys like that, I think you could certainly find value, especially on Jamison, because teams are not going to know really what to do. And he's probably sitting there like 17, 18, something like that, right? But then – you go to, you go to like you know guys that are essentially, 
I don't know, like the kind of the names in this class here, like there's just not that many. Like what do we do with Trayvon Walker? All right, so you're going to have some people have him as like all the way to a he could battle for the first overall pick or he could be 10th. Right. Like that's what's most difficult is that there just aren't that many names of people who you say, okay, that guy fits whichever team is up, you know, he fits whatever your, you know, kind of defensive mold or offensive mold. That's why I put Stingley in that category. Like I legit think that he's somebody that I don't care who your D coordinator is, whatever you do, that dude probably is going to be a top three player on your defense immediately, regardless of team. Alan, who do you think the biggest surprise in this draft? Maybe if it's in the first round, like because they do have those type of bets, you know, maybe somebody's looking for some really good value. Is there any big surprise that you maybe see or anybody that just, even if they fall in like the third or fourth round that you think everybody's sleeping on that could have a pretty solid career? Well, all right. So, you know, there are some guys out there, right? Like I, I think that this is such a deep wide receiver class. Like yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. And I know that I do this all the time just because I'm here in Tennessee, but there's a dude named Felix Jones who played at Tennessee, used to play at USC. All right. This dude is fast as hell, like legitimately like a burner, right? Duke could catch. I just saw him all year on a team. that really wasn't that good. He elevated it and everybody knew that he was running the nine route, right? And he can return punts, return kicks too. So I think guys like that, then you know, you look at, okay, where, what happens with the quarterbacks in the first round? All right. Are we going with three? All right. Is it going to be yeah. Pickett, Willis, and Ritter? Okay. But then what do we do with Matt Corral at Ole Miss? Right. Like, what do we do with Sam Howell? Two years ago at North Carolina, this dude was the number one overall pick. Right. Right. And then he has a bad year or North Carolina has a bad year. That's what makes it so tough is projecting, okay, was it the quarterback's fault or did he have a terrible offensive line? Right. So, uh, I think the quarterback one is the most fascinating because not many teams really need a starting quarterback, right? Like there are teams that need a backup, but you're not drafting a backup in the first round, right? Or the second round, right? So that's what I really think that's where the area is. What do we do with Sam Howell and what do we do with Matt Corral? Who do you think, Allen, has, is most poised to fall? Quarterback-wise? Just any player who's getting a lot of uh, a lot of hype, or at least maybe even as soon as the season ended, was getting a lot of hype, and and you could see them actually surprisingly dropping in the draft. Where we could go, we could go over this pick, um, and there's value. Yeah. There. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what. Let's go back to wide receiver. I, I think it could be Jamison Williams in Alabama because we just don't know the health of him, right? And you look at it, and you could have teams saying, "Look, all right, uh, you know." The first two dudes, Drake London, he's gone. Garrett Wilson, he's gone. And they're looking for a wide receiver. And they're saying, all right, well, here's Jamison. We don't really know, but here's Chris Olave from Ohio State. Yeah. And we do know about him, right? So, like, I think that, like, there could be something like that. And I think this could be one of those drafts. Like, Trista, if you're a GM right now, right, and I think, like, you look at it either one way or the other, you say, okay, are we, like, looking for something to, like, cross his name off the list because we don't trust it? Or are we looking for something to say, okay, yeah, that's our guy. And I think with this draft, it's going to be more, eh, cross them off. Like, I just don't trust it. We can go somewhere else because nobody really stands out. Yeah. Is there anything that you're waiting on? Like, for example, okay, so I played uh, over receivers in the first round. I'm glad that you keep bringing up Drake London. I, I really, I, I mean, Green Bay is going to need a receiver. We'll see with the Titans what's going to happen with A.J. Brown. But that's what we're going to see more and more of, right, with Tyreek getting moved with Devontae, getting moved with A.J. Brown Jahan and Debo, Dotson. all these guys. I feel yeah. like these teams are going to have to drive draft receivers, so I want to go over five and a half 
Is there anything that you're waiting on? Like, I love the props. Obviously, it'll be like the Jets to draft a receiver or Green Bay to draft a receiver. Is there anything that's not on the board right now that you have circled that you're, like, looking on, looking for? Yeah, so, okay, so first off, I think you're a million percent correct on wide receiver. Like, that's the position. That's where the props and all, like, that's where the money's going to be because there's so many opportunities. I'm going to go the opposite route. I'm waiting for every single prop bet that fades running backs in this draft because, one, there's really nobody that, like, super stands out. And, two, I think that that position is so super devalued in the NFL right now. And I know that it's been that for years now. Like, I'm not saying anything new. But I think teams are so ready to just overlook it and say, we could get one later on. We could get one after the draft. Like, whatever I can get in terms of, like, over-unders, you know, first round, second third round, whatever, like I'm playing those unders because I think running backs, they're going to sit for a while. Really quick, Alan, we were talking about the potential for two quarterbacks to be taken kind of in the middle of the first round, even though me and you aren't feeling that value, but, and then maybe a GM getting a little bit scared and, and reaching for one. What's your feeling on taking how many quarterbacks get taken in the first round? The line is two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. You know what? I'd go over three, even though I agree yeah. with you. I don't like it at all. Probably, yeah. Kenny Pickett, six Panthers. Malik Wilson, 20 of Steelers. And Desert Ritter, surprise, 32 Lions. You're probably getting it, yeah, right over at three. I love to hear that. Those are my two bets, man, right now. Quarterbacks over and then receivers over. But they're not on the board anymore for numbers at BetMGM. But I also want to take edge rushers. But the only problem is, do outside linebackers then classify as edge rushers? Because remember last year, like with Micah, it was like, okay, is he an outside linebacker or is he an edge? <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to get screwed on something like that. So always, I don't know, always check with your uh, with your book, BetMGM, of course. Yeah, Thanks check, so much, check Alan. Check with your book and yeah, check it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you so Alan. much. That's Alan Bell here on BetMGM tonight, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. You could hear him every day, Monday through Friday at least, on uh, Sportsline. Does George, a tremendous job. George Karloftis fell so hard. Oh, yeah. At one point, he was slated to go to either the Jets or the Giants in their first pick of the first round. Yeah. He's at 29 now. It's crazy. Like, everything this year is so tough to call. I was actually listening. I thought Rosillo did a really good podcast. Uh, he did it, actually, with um, Daniel Jeremiah, and he had um, God, he's gonna, uh, Todd McShay. He, okay. had, he had both of them on, and it was awesome. He was like, okay, here's your mock. Here's your mock. And I thought he did a great job because he was like, hey, McShay, what do you hate about Jeremiah's draft? And then he asked Jeremiah what he didn't like. He asked what they liked and didn't like about each other's mocks. They're pretty much like on the same point or on the same like wavelength that they're like, I have no idea what's going to happen in this draft. Like a lot, I of value never... to be, a lot of money to be made. Absolutely.